This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday. Coming up about 20 minutes, we're going to dive into the latest odds for the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, the change that has occurred. Oh, it's a name that we've been hearing a lot the last couple of weeks. And we've been talking a, lot, talking a lot of draft here on the show as we get set for Thursday night, the first round. And one of the teams that has a couple picks within the top 10 is the New York Giants, number five, number seven. So in effect, they, they control a lot of what we'll see here on Thursday night and a lot of the bets you can make. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line, to talk about the Giants and what they're going to do. And just the top of this draft, Jordan Rana joins us to talk about it all. He's from ESPN. He covers the New York Giants for ESPN NFL Nation. Jordan, how you doing, man? Joe Giglio, how's it going, man? Good to hear from you. You too, man. It's, it's been a long time. Excited to talk to you. Jordan and I go back. We used to do a, a Giants podcast together. So oh, wow. uh, Jordan and I have been talking Giants a long time. Jordan, uh, number five, number seven. What, what, what's the temperature? What, what's the with the Giants with a, a new regime here, a new GM, Dave Gettleman out. So I'm sure Giants fans feel a little bit better about what might be coming Thursday. Yeah, I think when you look at five and seven, you know, two premium picks, the Giants would love to get an offensive tackle, right? I mean, that's, they have needs on the line. They have forever. It's a position that they would really like to secure. Uh, I think that would be their preference. Um, Trading back at seven would also be maybe in an ideal world, get future draft capital potentially for next year in case they might need to be in that quarterback market. But that's a lot easier said than done. So in the end, Joe Shane, the new general manager, has said this several times. They have enough need where they legitimately can go best player available, where usually it's GM speak when people say that. No, no. The Giants, you can make the argument quarterback, uh, offensive tackle, edge rusher, cornerback, all positions of need. It's certainly not a situation with with the five and the seven. If they go tackle at five, where you would say, okay, it's pretty clear cut what they're going to do at number seven. Is that that right, Jordan? Just pretty wide open? Yeah, I think seven is more up in the air than anything. I really believe the Giants would like, and you hear this from a lot of people, would love to trade out and get a future draft pick. Like I said, though, I'm not sure they can do that. So at that point, you know, really best player, I think, comes in. You, you could even make the argument, Kyle Hamilton at safety is the best player. You could make the argument, let's say Sauce Gardner was there. I would, I would think, I would expect the Giants to select him if he was there at seven. Um, 
edge rusher. You know, Jermaine Johnson is there. I think he would be in that mix. So plenty of options for the Giants uh, at seven, especially if they can get the offensive tackle that they want at pick five. Jordan, I'm curious your thought on Charles Cross to the Giants with either or the seven there's been a lot of buzz connecting these two they had a private meeting I think it was Matt Miller that said keep a close eye on the connection between Charles Cross and the Giants there is a bet out there Charles Cross I'm looking at it under seven and a half draft position what are your thoughts you keep hearing his name right and on most of these times when it's out there like this when there's smoke there's usually some kind of fire so uh, I'm not sure the Giants necessarily have him as their top tackle, but if he was number two on their board, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And so let's say, I don't know, Icky or Evan Neal, one of them went, you know, pick three to the Texans, a pick four to the Jets. I could see Charles Cross coming into play for the Giants in one of those spots for sure. Uh, now, Carolina is also a team you need to watch because you talk to people around the league. Like, it doesn't appear like they're going quarterback in, in their position of need if they can't make a trade because I think they would like to trade back too. He is a tackle. And so, you know, Charles Cross could be in the picture there too. So, really interesting. I, I definitely – I have spoken to people that I – and I know I heard the Giants also are high on Charles Cross. The one thing I wonder, though – is really in this draft, the Giants have a new GM, Joe Shane. If it's not him that loves Charles Cross or whoever it may be, you name the player, does it really matter? There's people in the organization, in the front office, in the, in the scouting department, that might not be there in two weeks. So it's really hard to gauge. And there's no track record with Joe Shane. So I hear the same things also. I do think it's a possibility as a bet. It's certainly intriguing. And I'm, I, if I were a better in this situation, I might want to at least cover that in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I stand on that. Jordan, you've been covering the NFL for a while, the, the Giants for a while here, and different regimes and coaches. You hear different things. Um, has the themes you've been hearing about this draft, is, is it match up with what we've been hearing? Totally unpredictable and a lot of teams don't really want these top picks that they'd be happy to trade out. Obviously, you meant the Giants would be happy to trade out a seven if they could. But it, it seems like this is either a weaker draft or just one teams are not enthused to have one of these top picks. Yeah, definitely. I, I believe, like, I spoke to some people, and, and like Evan Neal. We say Evan Neal is considered one of the top prospects in this draft. And I had a, a scout tell me, like, he viewed him as, like, sort of like a top 10 range type pick but in this year's draft there aren't those guys at the top that are clear-cut top five prospects no no big quarterbacks nobody seems high on these quarterbacks that i talk to so everyone else naturally gets pushed up now i think it's a strong draft in regards to it has a lot of depth so the second third fourth round is loaded with quality talent but at the top, it's not the year that you gen genuinely want, I believe, one of those top picks. And that's even more reason to believe why it's going to be harder. And you saw Adam Schefter tweet about it uh, this morning. It's going to be harder and you, to move out of that top 10 and really get value 
for the value you think that a, a, a normal top 10 pick would have. So that's kind of the position the Giants are in. And the reason why I think when push comes to shove, they're going to be making both their first round, first round picks in the top 10 and not moving back, even though that might be their preference. Yeah, Jordan, in uh, in the world, we got a new favorite this morning, Trayvon Walker, to be the number one overall pick just days out from the draft. I mean, th- during the offseason, that number one pick favorite has changed five times. To So to Joe G's point, it's, it's like we almost know nothing. What do you think that we do know? Whether it's matching up uh, one of these high picks with a team in a specific position or maybe matching up a player, is there anything we do know when it comes to Thursday? Yeah, I think when you look at it, the top of this is, I mean, it's just there are so many possibilities. I think the problem is a lot of these teams have new regimes. So it's kind of hard to match the player with the, the GM or the coach. Like, they're like, oh, well, Doug Peterson likes uh, offensive tackles. He wants offensive tackles. And Trent Baalke wants a defensive player. Like, that's what you hear about that top pick. Uh, and so I think that's why you have so many different – I mean, today you, you read and you, you say, oh, hey, there's people saying there's four options now for the top pick, like according to what the Jaguars are saying and, uh, you know, whatever they are, the, the two edge rushers. Uh, I forget who the fourth is. One of them was Ikiyakuanu, uh, and I forget who. I'd have a Neil was the fourth. So it was two edge rushers and, and two offensive tackles. It really is just a crapshoot. And you can talk to five different people, and they'll give you probably five different top five is going to pan out this year, which makes it even crazier, you know, to think about what actually will happen in the show. Like, if Jermaine Johnson goes in the top five at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's, that's where we're at with this draft. Wow. Um, some, some interesting news coming out about Matt Corral. And I'm not sure if this is fake news or what's going on here, but an anonymous source told Albert Breer that he's a mess, a party guy, character concerns. Maybe I'm just living under a rock, but, like, it seems like this is just coming out now, which I find a little odd. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I didn't, I didn't hear who you said. Was it who? Is it on? Matt Corral. Um, an anonymous source uh, told Albert Breer that he's a party guy and there's character concerns. Yeah, I mean, it is curious that it comes out now. But, you know, with these things, and I say this all the time when it comes to the draft, is we're all just behind everybody else with this kind of stuff. These are stuff that teams have known forever. Uh, it kind of makes sense because Matt Corral is—you don't hear about him in the first round. And I think if you, I said that a year ago, you probably would have looked at me cross-eyed. Uh, so there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, and we're just behind the times. So uh, the fact that he came out now, I think, is 
probably just something that, you know, not a lot of people were privy to. And, you know, teams that don't necessarily want him, you know, we're willing to, you know, say that to a reporter. Like, that's usually how it happens. So it's, it, it's a crazy process because we don't – people don't seem to realize that we're just so far behind on the process. I mean, these uh, GMs and scouts and executives – I've been doing this stuff for months and months and months now. So, like, the idea of, and I, and I know you see people say this all the time, the idea of people, guys falling and rising in the last few weeks is is just, it's crazy. That's just not the way it works. Uh, I think that's probably what we're talking about here. And you're, you'll hear probably a couple more, but it's not, it, most of the time, it's nothing new to the team. Jordan, off of that, uh, I'm curious, you know, your perspective covering a team and, and, and talking to people within the league. You know, people, are, our listeners are wondering, you know, when should they bet? Maybe they bet already like three weeks ago on who's going to be this pick or that pick or a prop. Do you feel like the information early on that you hear ends up being more accurate when we get to draft night? Or is it the stuff you're hearing yesterday, today, tomorrow that you kind of said smoke fire? Do, you, you know, the boards don't really change, but you hear it at different times. Do, do you think the stuff that we'll hear this week from you, from Albert Breer, anybody out there, that's kind of the stuff that's real heading into draft night, or is this week about lying to everybody? Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest with you, like, we're busy with the season, a lot of reporters, you know? So we're not – the original information to me, it's not as thorough because not everybody's digging into information. I mean, you know, like, I, I don't seriously get into asking about, you know, uh, people I know around the league about guys until probably a month before the draft. You know, maybe like when the maybe at the combine times so with that, like uh, the first week of March. So you're talking about like six six or eight weeks out from the draft is when I the first time I really, you know, seriously look into the draft and with what's really going on behind the scenes. I mean, you're getting guys' names beforehand, but not the real information. So I think the closer you get to it, uh, depending on who you're you're looking at, that's the most valid information. I mean, the people that you, you know have sources that are tied into certain situations, that's what I would be paying attention to. You know, like, you know, this guy used to be a reporter in Houston. Uh, he is a good chance he has information that he talks to people in and around that franchise. He might know something about that team. So that's kind of how I look at it. I, I don't you know, listen to everything out there. I'd really try and zoom in and, and on, cert, on certain people uh, in certain situations. Because, okay, I know this guy, and I'm obviously a Giants guy, so I know there's, you know, four or five people that I know that I could tell over the years, they're plugged into the Giants organization. Those are the people I'll try and pay attention to. Uh, Jordan, uh, I guess it's cool that the draft is in Vegas, but of all years, I would, I'd like to be in New York this year with uh, – Four picks in the top ten. I, we know that uh, you're dug in on the Giants, but are you hearing anything on what the Jets or their approach will be with four and ten? Yeah, I mean the Jets are a key pick for the Giants, and you hear the na- two names that you hear probably the most with the Jets at number four are Kayvon Thibodeau and Ike Aquanu, right? And you know, that tackle is a big pick. If the Jets go tackle and Evan Neal goes third, then all of a sudden they could be sitting there with the, maybe their third best tackle on the board. That's a big pick 
for the Jets and the Giants, that number four pick. And so uh, maybe four is a little high for Thibodeau at this point. I know he was the big name coming into the draft. But the thing that I hear about Thibodeau and I talk to people and evaluators about him is that he's a good, not great player. I think we kind of came into the process thinking he was a better player than he really is. The, the cop you get is, you know, Jadavion County. And then people go, I think, you know, the scouts and evaluators that I talked to went and looked at it and they're like, he's just not very big, Thibodeau. Like, he doesn't have that power that Clowney had, too. They have that, he has that first step. Like, that's what he has. But his game is far from complete. There's not, you know, the great counter moves at this point. So, I don't know. Jermaine Johnson sliding into that four spot with the Jets is something that I've also heard recently. Uh, so, I think that's likely the direction they go with four. And then ten, uh, you know, who know, who knows how the board plays out because, like you said, this first round is going to be crazy. But edge rusher is a position I hear the Jets do definitely want to address early in this draft. Jordan Ron on the Roman guest line. We'll dive into the NFL draft next right here on the Beck UL Network.